Okay, Tov, despite the fact that it's Friday, we've been on this chapter of Tehillim for some time, on 49, so uh, I want to take the opportunity to finish it so we can at least finally see some closure as to what this chapter is about. The Mizmor opened up with an introduction that he basically, it's a classic poetic introduction to a Mizmor. So he's the, the 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 key line being that I will lend my ear for a mashal and I will open using my musical instrument my riddle. And we said that the idea is that deep concepts are best conveyed through riddle and through allegory, mashal, because they allow the person to basically figure things out for themselves which first of all there are some areas of study which you can't really convey if you're speaking about things that are of divine nature there's no word there are no words that you could use to convey them exactly it's not like a mathematics that you could you could provide an exact explanation for what are, what's occurring per, a, a person needs to come to understanding on their own slowly somehow which it has to seep in and that's when allegory, mashal, riddles, things of that nature that are that are uh, that that convey the idea but not directly, those are useful. And the other reason is because they allow the person to to personally accept whatever he is with the conclusion that they're coming to, instead of just being dogmatically told that they have to come to certain conclusions. They hear a story, a representative story, and that allows them to develop their conclusions on their own, which makes it sink in more. The the Mizmor opened up with the idea that there are people that are botechim al-hilam uvrov oshram halalu. There are people that rely on their wealth and they praise themselves for all of their money. And we continue in Pasuk Ach lo fado ish. But you should know, the reader, the reader should know that all of that money that these people have, it will not redeem a man. You cannot give to God your bail, your redemption payment. You can't buy a person out of hell, or actually, you know, if we're reading according to the Radak, it doesn't seem like Radak isn't using hell here, he's using death. You can't buy a person away from death. But with a payment, no matter how wealthy a person is. Pasuk Tet. Ve'yekar pidyon nafsham. Ve'chadal le'olam. Their... It will not be possible to redeem their soul. And they will be... They will, they will fall away forever. Ve'yekhi'od la'netzach. Lo yireh ashachat. And it will be impossible for the person... To live more and forever and to not see destruction. Okay? So that's the, the key point of this means more is there's no amount of wealth that a person can amass that will help him from the most basic rule of life, which is that we're all going to die. He cannot buy, he cannot buy himself out, he cannot, he cannot uh, 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 avoid any of that. Ki chachamim yamutu yachad kesil and an onlooker 
should see the following. I'm, I'm trying to interpret according to Radak here. So, again, if you're listening to this and you're not seeing how I'm translating, how the translation fits the explanation, you could check the Radak and you'll see that I'm using, I'm basically trying to stick to his interpretation. Okay? So, ki chachamim yamutu, yachad kesil yovedu, you will see that a man will see that Chachamim, wise people, good people, they die. And they die at the same time that the Kesil and the Va'ar, meaning the Kesil and the Va'ar, like people that are uh, uh, foolish and that have no wisdom, they get destroyed. Now what's the difference between death and destruction. So the Radak points out that the Chachamim, they get death, which means death of the body. The body ceases to function. Okay, so then now their, their soul is what's operating. The wicked person or the foolish person or the one that's chasing after the money and doesn't live a Torah life, they get destroyed. And according to the Radak, I'll read it for you. The Chachamim, when their body dies, their soul doesn't die. But the people who are obsessed with this world and cling to this world alone, they and their soul gets cut off and their soul ceases to exist. And they have nothing after death. Now, the reason I'm bringing this Radak, and I, and I said at the beginning that the Radak has a very, very interesting philosophical stance, is that if you look throughout the Radak, his perush, he doesn't say that the soul will go through a, a purge of hell. He says that the, the Rasha, when he dies, he can either, the soul could either survive into the next world, or in the case of the Rasha, the soul gets extinct. That's where he's consistent about it, unless means more. Which is interesting because Rambam also describes the complete destruction of the soul as the ultimate as the ultimate punishment. And then there are people that on the Rambam, they had a question, oh, what do you mean? This, there's, we have other Gemarot that talk about Gehinam and this and that. How can you say that the soul gets cut off? There's Gehinam, there's hell. So there's a little bit of an interesting philosophical discussion to be had here as to, as to what is the ultimate punishment in the next world. Is it heaven and hell? Or maybe does Judaism, or is there a line of Judaism that believes more in heaven and nothing? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, the Radak, the Radak keeps... Existence in the other world or... Or non-existence. Those, those are the two options, as opposed to heaven and hell. Which would be a radically different philosophical approach... Than, than what we're used to, you know. But I wanted to point out that it seems like the Radak is actually going by the thing. We are doing Tehilim only because we've been on this chapter yes. for yes. four weeks already. I want to... Yes. I, I want to... Okay. Pasuk Yudbet. Kirbam Batemo. Now those people that are chasing after money only and that are completely obsessed with this world and that we said their soul will be cut off. Kirbam Batemo le'olam mishkenotam le'dor vador. Their, their grave is their house. It's the only thing they have. Their grave is the only thing that they're going to have left. That's going to be their house forever. Meaning it's not like there's anything left that's going to another world that's going to be living. 
with that body that they have left here, no that's, that's the only thing that's left. They have no luggage, exactly. They have no luggage to bring. What about if they, they don't do any spiritual thing, but they donate a lot because they have money? Uh, that's a spiritual thing. Giving inherently is a spiritual thing. You know, you know what's spiritual and what's not? Anything that an animal wouldn't do is something that's within the realm of hu- the human soul. Giving tzedakah is fine. Even, even if a person is doing it with, al- with alternative motives. My rabbi once told me, I told, I told my rabbi once, like a, a rabbi from school, I said, Rabbi, I feel like I can never do any mitzvah with pure intentions. I said, I, 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 I introspect a lot. And I always realize that I may do a mitzvah for such and such a reason, but also on the side, I kind of enjoy the, other, the praise and the this and that. And he said, who doesn't? That's everybody. You know, so even if a person... You want to get a cup on the back. Yeah, even if a person is not... Right. Yeah, exactly. Even if a person... <laughs> Meaning it's, the goal is to obviously have pure intentions and to do things without alternative motives. That you should be aiming for that. But the, the idea is even for persons giving and they have alternative motives, it's still mitzvah. You know, it's not like... Uh, you don't, you don't, he likes don't, it. He enjoys it. Okay, so what? It's a mitzvah. He, he doesn't have any special... Actually, thing. it's very good. Because if he's enjoying it, that's a real mitzvah. He's enjoying giving to others. It's a real mitzvah. That, that means he has a very uh, beautiful neshama. Yes. And he, yes. That he, it fall, comes naturally to him. Okay. So, Kirban Batemo, so there, his grave will be his house forever. Mishkinotam Lador Vador, his residence from generation to generation. Kara'u Vishmotam Adamot. And on this piece of land is, is what his name is called. There's nothing else. He has this piece of land and that's it. Pasukut Gemal the Adam Bikar Bal Yalin. Nimshal Kabehemot Nidmu. However, nobody dies with their splendor. What does it mean that nobody dies with their splendor? If somebody is, has a good name, that name will never die. No, so, so there are many interpretations of this pasuk. Uh, the, the most basic one I think it's saying is that you don't rest with the soul. In that, in that physical, that death, the soul isn't, isn't there. I mean, the soul goes. That may be one interpretation. His, Radak's interpretation, which we've been using, is that... The yakar, the splendor, is the money that we're referring oh, to. The money we can so like you, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna rest. You can't go to bed, meaning at the end of days, and bring all your money, bring a, and sleep with your pouch of, of gold coins. That's not, that's not how it works. I mean, you could, but that's, it's irrelevant. Okay. It doesn't work. Madam you can sleep better. Nimshal. <laughs> 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 Nimshal, no, that's what they did. They did that because they thought they could take it to the next world, right? <laughs> and then this is this pasuk is literally a a the, the most basic opposition to that idea of of the reminder. And that's why in Yahadut, in Yahadut, we we bury with just just nothing. You bury and you put a you wrap the thing in a white cloth. That's it. That's nothing. And 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 there's beauty to that. There's beauty to that because it comes from a philosophical recognition of. Of uh, we don't we, we understand the nature of the next wor- or, or of this world, meaning when a person imagine a a pagan or a, even a goy sees a Jewish burial and sees the simplicity with which the person is buried, it's 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 like a, it, it registers in your head that wow, 
I really, really, these Jews really, really understand that there's no, there's no material, the, none of the material things that we're achieving in this world are carrying over. They, you know? Okay. Nimshalka behemot nidmu. And how do we interpret Nimshalka behemot nidmu? And if a person only, only obsesses with material things, with wealth and money, then they are compared and contrasted to, to the, beast. To the yeah. animals. Because that's what animals do. All they care about is their material survival, survival of the fittest, and nothing else. And God didn't give you all this intelligence and soul and this and that to be like an animal. You could have just made an animal. <laughs> you know? It's true. Okay. Darkam Kesel Lamo. This is the way, this is their path. The, the foolish, those foolish, foolish people. And then, to those that come after them, their descendants, they will do the same things because they will be told by the earlier generation. Yeah, this is the right thing. Yeah, this is the right wow. thing. Okay? And they will be told with so their mouths. You, to to you have to be an example. To you have to be an example of good things. Yes. Because if all of this negativity that he's talking about, about the person who obsesses only and exclusively about material things in this world, it can be transmitted to children, which is, then, then you're in big trouble. These people, these, again, these same uh, characters, they, they're going into the depths like sheep going to the slaughter. They are being, uh, uh, death will shake them up. And the righteous people, meaning the good, the tzaddikim, that technically on this world were maybe less and were suffering from these wicked people, in the morning, yani in the next world, they are going to be ruling over them. Now, boker is the word being used here to describe the next, the next world or the good time. Because morning is when the sun rises is representative of a, a new day, yes, a, new, a, new, a, new a change, a, a new setting. When the time changes and when the new day begins, it's going to be flipped. The tzaddikim that on this world were being smothered and, and be hurt by the rishayim, now we're going to be on top. Bitsuram. And their form, their bodies, will decay in the depths and they will not have an abode. They will not have a place to live. No matter how nice their house was, their bodies will decay at the end. Doesn't make any difference. Let me see if there's any radak that I wanted to look at. No, I think we got it. Okay. And now the, the author of Tehillim turns to God and he says, God, please, please save my soul from the depths from where these people are going to go so that it does not take me forever. That's just a, once the, the author of the Tehillim is contemplating how little the, non, the non-spiritual people have and how empty they're going how how little they're going to be left with he says hashem please don't let me go there uh, and now he turns to the poor person again and he says do not fear when a person becomes wealthy in this world 
and when his, the glory of his house increases, because in his death, he's not going to take it all, or he's not going to take it any. All of his kibod, all of his honor, not, not good honor, not the good name. Yeah. Talking about all the, material, res- the material, material respect that he got for the, I don't know, the nice gadget that he bought himself that he flaunted around. He's not, that's not going to go with him. He's not going to take that. He should have blessed his soul in his life. This is the way Radak interprets this. He should have blessed his soul in his life and they will... The, the righteous people will, will acknowledge you and praise you because you've done good for yourself. If you bless your soul in this world, meaning if you focus on matters of the soul, then you'll have righteous people complimenting you and praising you and acknowledging that you're doing the right thing. I, this is Radak, I think I wanted to read. The man should have blessed his soul in his life. That he shouldn't do all of his actions to just make his body better or his physical better. And what is goodness of the soul? Wisdom and good deeds. Torah, wisdom, and good deeds. Okay? Let's go. Let's finish. Two more psukim. His soul will go... Uh, now we're back to the Rasha yes. in this pasuk. His soul will go to where his forefathers went, meaning his his body will go to his war, his forefathers went the Rasha. Forever they're not going to see any light. Come on, unlike the the souls of the of the righteous Just, people yes. that in the next world they see the light. Uh, not the there's no I, I don't know, know what it is I don't know gonna, what gonna, it's not like a light bulb saying like that they road. see the quote unquote light the metaphoric light okay the the rasha they won't see anything like the previous generations of rashaim adam bikar velo yavin nimshal nidmu if he does not understand if a person understands if if a person does not understand that he is has a soul. And that his body and that his goal is not purely material, then he's reiterating the key point of this mizmor, which is that he is like an animal. This mizmor was one of the most explicit mizmorim about the importance for people to not only focus on a materialistic lifestyle. Not only, and when I say materialistic, I don't mean to go buy a Gucci or something, something like that. that that's that's materialism. But when I say materialism, I mean if you go to work from 8 until 10 p.m. And you don't see your family. And, and then you come home, you eat dinner and go to sleep. You may not have bought a Gucci bag, but you lived a very materialistic yes. life. Because if there's nothing else, if the, if the work is not serving a purpose. And now let's say you do that over and over and over. And then you, all your goal is to just make a lot of money and buy a big house. Now, if that wealth has never served the purpose of anything of spiritual of a spiritual pursuit then that's a materialistic life that's a and, and not only and the mizmor focuses on the fact that it, it leads a person to destruction and it, it's the, the, the basic line of the mizmor stated twice in the mizmor is that this person is living an animalistic life he's, he's what's well, no better than an animal and you're fooling ourselves it's all in consignment 
And this is, honestly, this is honestly the biggest difficulty because our tendency is to worry about our materialistic wealth and our tendency also is to pursue this honor that materialistic wealth brings and it's very easy to forget that this is all this all needs to serve a higher all, purpose and we all fall into it that's unfortunate it's all needs to serve uh, the, it, it needs to serve a higher purpose there needs to be a spiritual pursuit that it's all serving because otherwise it's ultimately meaningless because nobody's taking that money with them anywhere <laughs>